underscore a fantasy football podcast is back. We had a nice little offseason for ourselves, but with the draft coming up this Thursday, we figured it's time to get ourselves back in the ball game. So we're going to be talking about quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, whatever you need to know about the NFL draft. We got it covered for you. It was a long wait. We're finally here. The Ruts boys are finally back. The NFL draft is finally coming back. It's starting to feel like football season. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald Wagonblast here with my brother, Scott Wagonblast, and our good friend, Tom Hillier, the unofficial fifth Wagonblast. What's up, Tom? We're back. We're back. We're back. What's Gucci? Fam. (laughs) (laughs) Great to see you guys in front of microphones again. This is a good view for me. Your faces are basically fully blocked <laughs> uh which is awesome for me um thanks dude it's been quite some time last uh last we left everybody we didn't know who the super bowl champion was uh thank you to everybody who participated in the super bowl prop bet pool yep. congratulations to, to brian our winner uh, i don't think he wanted me to reveal his last name so i'm i'm not uh but congratulations to brian our winner we got him and he was it was cool because the winner was an eagles fan yeah that's so we were able to get him name was, oh <laughs> <laughs> his last name Wilford will not be uh, yeah <laughs> mr smith had a had a nice uh pool yeah. and uh congratulations really to almost him. just doubled yep. back <laughs> that would have been something else <laughs> yeah. good start um we're, we're back one episode a week yes until the uh the, real until the season, season starts right yeah off. right unless we come up with many episode ideas and well we will and things like that but uh, in there we only did one last year I think two. I, we did two. We did two. We did two. We only did two last year, as I'm uh, well astute to notice. But we will uh, we'll throw some at you, especially yeah. now that we have a longer exposure. We started last year a little later right. in the off right. season, so we're we're coming at you with a lot of yeah. stuff. We're realizing so now that stuff. we have two more months to fill with content, and so we're going to be uh, reaching into our bag of tricks. So It'll go speak. fast. Don't worry. Uh, what a Super Bowl we had, by the way. Just just get that out of the way. The Eagles. Came in and just took it from New England. It was a great game. Yep. Uh, one punt the entire game, a bunch of uh, fourth down conversions and stuff like that. It was awesome. It was a great game to watch, except if you're a fan of defense. Which, yeah, or the Patriots. Speaking so. of which, if you're a fan of defense. Or a fan of Malcolm Butler. Yeah. If you're well, a fan of defense, then you're, you're coming to the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with this draft, because we're like, I just feel like there's no, outside of Chubb and the other dude from Georgia. There's really not much going on with the draft, you know, but uh, but anyway, uh, so this is our draft preview. The NFL draft, the first round is going to be on Thursday, second and third rounds on Friday, four through sevens on Saturday. And uh, so we're just going to be kind of talking about the major skill position players. We're going to be factors possibly uh, with your fantasy football lineups going forward. It's never too early to start thinking fantasy to me. The first round of the draft is the start of fantasy football season. Absolutely. Um, speaking of which. You know, you'll, you're probably going to hear us bringing up free agent moves. We are going to be doing a, a wrap-up free agent episode. Um, we weren't sure when we were going to put it out, but considering that so many moves have been made and it kind of looks like the free agency pool has kind of settled, uh, we're definitely going to get something out for you guys to kind of keep track of the moves. Hopefully, you are keeping track with all of Tom's good work on Instagram, at RutzFF. For that, that was uh, some incredible Photoshop work and uh, certainly some late nights that Tom spent uh, yeah. taking care of that. So well done, Tom. And uh, yeah, so gentlemen, 
we've got uh, we've got a draft coming up. Um, big quarterback class. That's what everybody's talking about. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it's like the quarterbacks in Saquon. That, that to me, like that's going to be what you know this draft. I think is there's a lot of good by. other running backs in there too. Like I think the running back class is pretty deep. But um, yeah, you know, of course, it always comes down to the quarterbacks. Who's at the top and this year, I think there's a lot of question at the top, yeah. but there's a lot of options, so that makes it interesting. Yes. I know me and Scott are uh, on the same page as far as our number one guy. Are you uh, in the club? Yes, absolutely. Um, so should we, uh, should yeah. we get into it? Yeah, so so I, our overall number one guy is Josh Rosen. Right. I think we all love this kid. He put together a pretty good highlight reel throughout his years at UCLA, if you don't count the early controversies where... You know, he was kind of going like a little Johnny football uh, territory with the hot tub in his uh, in his dorm room and, and all that. <laughs> well, other that stuff, was but... really for medical reasons to help him recover. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's why I have mine. Um, <laughs> well, Van Wilder had one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's going after the right. Uh, he's going after the right role models in that case. But um, but what we love about him is he's just he's a very intellectual guy. And he's, he's certainly got a mind of his own. He's certainly going to be able to, to speak his mind. And I think that's something that, you know, like that's a personality that I think NFL players are going to gravitate towards, not even really on a fantasy football perspective, but I just think that his mental makeup and his maturity and his understanding of what he needs to do as a player, I think that's going to help him win a locker room and a huddle over very quickly. Yeah. And I that's agree. why I like him a lot. Yeah. I think uh, you hit the nail on the head where you're just saying he's a cerebral quarterback, right? He's sort of a quarterback's quarterback he wants to win more than tom brady like if you've seen the right he's very quotable in the offseason yeah he's i like, think he's gonna be very quotable throughout his entire career yeah and uh he's a smart guy uh, most of the quotes you know i think he's got a head on his shoulders and yeah. he just wants to go out there and play quarterback he's saying like when you look at tom brady when you look about drew when you look at drew Brees, like they are just out there being a quarterback right there's nothing so flashy about it they're just playing the position and then he even goes on to say, like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers has some of that, like, flair. But, yeah, like, right. that's not me. Well, So he's, like, he's completely lucid. He's, like, right. yeah, Aaron Rodgers is fucking – oh, whoops. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers – <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is, like, you know, he's doing this, that, and the other thing. And that can't be expected of everyone. Right, but right. when you look at the prototypical quarterback who's been successful, I am that – and I am the best in the class. Basically, he doesn't have the ability to scramble. That's like the best thing. He's like a stand in a pocket, go through the progressions type of quarterback where he doesn't have that escapability that some of the other guys in this class have. Yeah, but the thing that you brought up, Tom, with Aaron Rodgers, like they showed a whole workout video of him and Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, like you can even, you can just tell like with the two of them talking to each other, he was like, wow, like this kid gets it. Yeah. Right. And, you know, like that's a big thing because some of these guys – you know, unfortunately for some of these guys who are about to talk about, like some of them just won't ever get it. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, and so he's mature yeah. for his, uh, his place in the ecosystem yeah. and he can throw the ball too. I don't know if any of us yeah. have mentioned that, but he can <laughs> throw the ball really well. Yeah, It's great arm power um, and it can throw all over the field, but you know, and what comes with being a good quarterback is all those intangible things yeah. as well as that. And that's why we like, and this so is much. a guy who could have gone out last year and probably would have been the first quarterback selected. But he decided to come back, and when we're done talking about these prospects, I want to get into kind of the teams that need every all these positions so that that way we can hopefully kind of 
feel out who's going to take what guy or which position or whatever. Yeah, we've got um, a full docket then. So let's, yeah, so uh, let's get on to our next quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we're not going very. People are going to think we really love Rosen. We, I, do. I, I do. Honestly, yeah, I'm lot. rooting for um, the guy. Yeah. We're, we're not going very far, though, because we're staying in the Los Angeles area of California to talk about Sam Darnold. Um, interesting guy. He's, you know, he's got everything. He just wasn't as good as, I guess, evaluators wanted him to be this year. Yeah, I think a lot of people think of him in a higher regard than the, how he actually performed. Right. A lot of people think he's like this lock to be a superstar, but he turned the ball over 22 times last season. And in college, you, you know, you only play 13 games. That's a lot of turnovers. Almost two and games. if you look at, you know, our review sheet, like... There's skill position players from USC literally littered on it. A, a top running back we'll get to. A slot receiver. So they had a lot of weapons. Um, they play in a conference that you can score a lot of points in. And he still turned the ball over a ton. I think he's good, but he's not there. You know, he, It's not going to be immediate. Yeah. yeah, and that's not to segue into the next guy already, but that's why other guys have been sort of usurping him. In the, in the coming into last year, the, the general consensus was Darnold is the best guy in the draft. No doubt. Yeah. But now we're seeing all these other guys sort of rise to the top right. and everyone's, you know, psyched about this guy, that guy, and you hear a lot less about yeah. Darnold. Well, yeah. speaking of other guys and speaking of guys rising to the top, Josh let's Allen. talk about a guy who's risen higher than any of these quarterbacks physically. Through puberty. Josh Allen. <laughs> um, you know. Puberty All-Star. Speaking of questions. Now, here's the thing. I really think... An inconsistency. I think that Josh Allen is going to change the way we look at the NFL forever. Because... (laughs) Think about it. Let's hear this one. Just just follow me here. If the Browns take him number one overall and... There's a lot of like indication that they're going to. That's going to mean that things like completion percentage, you know, turnovers... They accuracy they won't matter more <laughs> than a guy being tall having big hands and being able to throw the ball 80 yards with no one else on the field yeah there's never been a more like prospect pick yeah if you pick him number one overall and, and the thing is like and we'll talk about this a little bit with the free agency and trades and stuff but like the browns do have tyrod taylor they have a guy that they can throw out there to try and help Rosen feel ready, but like I was already going to bring this up. Yeah, um, resident Tyrod Taylor truther here. Right, Tom checking in. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Um, they paid him like a starter. Yeah, they intend to have him start. They've right. said that. I mean, obviously training camp and whatever. You know, that's how Tyrod Taylor first started. Anyway, he stole the job. You know, he was so good, he was undeniable that the Bills gave him his shot. But um, do I see Allen coming yeah. in and potentially doing that? It's hard to say. Browns are a weird organization, to say the yeah. least, to put it uh, politely. Yeah. But I think Tyrod Taylor fits what they're trying to build right now, at least. And Jarvis Landry's going to love him. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that for sure. Right. Yeah. But a, Josh Allen, I think he fits in on a lot of teams, just overall arm strength. And the guys are, and the teams that are quarterback needy kind of need that like deep ball presence. Like you got the Browns, right? They have Josh Gordon, deep ball dude. You have yeah. the. You have the Giants, Odell Beckham Jr. He's not your red zone threat. You know, right. he's a deep ball guy. He scores from fifty yards out. Right. So he fits into this draft well, which is why I think he's been rising up. Right. And I think in a different year, 
people will be a little less stoked on him. Career 59.7 completion percentage. Hashtag stats. How about here's Arizona State graduation rate 57%. So he (laughs) is about the same odds of completing a pass as someone you know graduating from Arizona State. And if you know someone, biggest school in the nation, you really might. A lot of those guys, we didn't, not everyone made it out alive. <laughs> Fortunately, some, there was we're out. Behind. Fortunately, our podcast contains uh, one of the graduates. Josh <laughs> Allen, just another quick stat for you, Don. In three games this year, 2017, he threw for under 100 yards. Now but that is a fantasy stud. Oh, right my. He's 6'8". Right. Brock Osweiler, Arizona What do you State. think about that? <laughs> I know, think about I mean, Brock he's, Osweiler. He's 6'8". <laughs> you know, he, he threw the ball 82 yards at his pro day. Right. What, what do you have to say back to that? I mean, I think, like Tom said before, what I have to say to that is all these other guys are starting to come up because it's like, wow, they actually yeah. played against good teams in college and played well against those good teams. Well, Maybe that means they're good. Well, speaking <laughs> of which, let's go to our next quarterback prospect, Baker Mayfield. Now, wait, hey, do we want to uh, add a special something here? We are. I can feel it down in my plums. Because Baker Mayfield is my plum pick of the draft. First nice. one of the year. He is. Um, I love to make this it work dude. at Baker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've loved this dude ever since he was in college. I like, I like the brash attitude. I like, I just feel like he was kind of misunderstood and because like we are now misunderstood post Johnny football <laughs> like I just feel like he like everybody was like oh Baker Mayfield he's just like a Johnny football clone like he's not he's just a hyper competitive dude who's also kind of a dick <laughs> you know and like like that's a, like you could say that about Aaron Rodgers too yeah, you can sure. probably like some teams will probably tell you that about Josh Rosen so like I don't I'm not taking away like his his antics on the field like you got to know better especially as a senior like I get it, but like his product on the field has always been good. Yeah, he, this is a guy who can manipulate the pocket. He can scramble, but he's not scrambling just to run. He's scrambling to create passing windows for himself. Like he's always got his eyes downfield. Accurate passer in the draft, basically. Yeah, and the other knock on him is he's just six feet. Flat. I was gonna say, and uh, and sure, like if if we're gonna do this with Russell Wilson, if we're gonna do this with Breeze, if we're gonna do this with Johnny Manziel. Go figure. I bring him up again. Um, like you got to do it with Mayfield, but like it's been proven that if you have the intangibles, you can make it work no matter how tall you are as a quarterback in the NFL. And by me making him my plum pick, I'm asserting that I think he's got the intangibles. I think he's going to be able to make a career for himself in the NFL. I honestly feel almost the the reverse, to be honest. I, I just don't think he will translate to the NFL. I know that's somewhat of the common wisdom, but it's going to be tough. Even if he goes to a quarterback needy team, which he would because he's a you know highly drafted prospect. The Jets. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, the Jets could screw it up and pick him for sure. <laughs> uh, what I think really is what we'll see from him is, you know, spotty play, right? Okay. I don't think he's going to be an immediate fantasy impact. He runs the ball a lot. So, I mean, that he could be. But I just right. don't see him actually – becoming an overnight success in the NFL. It's yeah. a longer journey than it looks. I mean, obviously, like, let's go through Heisman Trophy quarterbacks right now in the NFL. <laughs> Deshaun it's, Watson. And Cam Newton, and that's it. Like, Russell Wilson, deep rounds. Tom yep. Brady, deep rounds. Carson Wentz, not highly recruited because uh, he went to the other school. But oh, he, Josh Rosen had the same quarterback coach well, in college yeah. that Carson Wentz had. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. 
And, and uh, he's tall. <laughs> and I think that's also what's given him a little bit of a bump too. But you think about quarterbacks and it's it, it's not always an exact science. Yeah. And he's got so many indicators that would lean me that would lean me in the position to say I don't know about him. You know, I think he's a risky fantasy yeah. option. I think he's a risky NFL draft prospect and for me not really interested. Yeah, I'm just worried. I think he's cool as hell. Yeah. I'd love to Baker, if he, you're listening. He's gonna have to. Uh, the first one's on me. Yeah, he's I think gonna, it'd be a great night. But yeah, and we're always looking there. for competitors in the internet celebrity. <laughs> yeah. he, he's gonna have to have like that Russell Wilson like escapability. Yeah, that's what makes Russell Wilson great is but like the is, fact that he senses pressure like no one really ever has and is able to peel out, reset himself, and and launch from that point. Like that's tough for anyone to do, and I think Mayfield is going to have to do that, like he did in college. But it's, it's just different in college. An uncommon Speed. trait, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like the translation from college, where a lot of quarterbacks can do that, to the NFL, where a defensive end is as fast as a running back. wide receiver <laughs> one in college. You yep. know what I mean? Like yep. your your go to guy. It's a different scheme. It's oh, like yeah. when you play NCAA football back in the day, and you can kind of scramble around with Geno Smith. Not that I ever did that. <laughs> And then you play Madden. Hey, Geno Smith's not in that game. They're not allowed to use the players' names. Well, it was, yeah, West Virginia quarterback number, number whatever. <laughs> yeah, whoever that guy was, he was really good. Yeah, I mean, back in that game, I would just pick mid-slants every play and scramble around with Geno until someone commits, and then i dump it over. Right. But that's college football in a nutshell, right? Yeah. In the NFL, you're playing on Madden. You know, you, you can't do that. No. So I think he's going right. NCAA video game to yeah. Madden and Madden All-Pro. It's, it's not going to be easy. <laughs> My biggest no. worry for Baker is something came out, I think, that he said, he's like, I've been told that I won't, I won't be around after the top 10 picks. Well, that's a recipe for disaster. And now I feel like he's going to be like the guy who slides. That guy um, sitting in the waiting, like all pouty. Like, I don't think he's going, but still, uh, like that's, they're going to have like the feed at his house. Why is he going? I, I don't know. I wish I could tell you. Um, but anyway, let's He's uh, got a kegger uh, planned yeah, at the house. Pretty much. <laughs> um, let's get to uh, let's get to Tom's plum pick quarterback because Tom also has a quarterback. Scott does not. Yeah, well, um, we'll, we'll we just get did to one him. plum pick regardless of position. Yeah, we'll, for this we'll transition uh, swimmingly right into Scott. After me, we've uh, we've planned that in the pre-show meeting. We are a bunch of professionals here at Run Up the Score. <laughs> That's but how we made it to season two. That's right. My plum pick quarterback is none other than Lamar Jackson. Love there it. is no quarterback in this draft that can have an immediate fantasy football impact better than him. No. Nope. Agreed. He would literally be the best wide receiver in the draft if he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don is he had to yeah. taste that it, it, for a moment. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, gr- the gears are now I was like there. clicking I was, in my head. I was like, yep, like, probably. Yeah, yeah. He is now when I'm talking about playing NCAA, <laughs> he can That's do that in the NFL. Yeah. He is yeah. Michael Vick in Madden 2007. Yeah. Like he can do this thing. And the teams that are interested in him, here's the short list. The Patriots. He That's wouldn't the short start. list. Yeah, yeah. Well, guess how old Tom Brady is, right? They just 100? sold off all their backups. Yeah. They sold off Brissett. They, they just got rid of Garoppolo. Cooks. You throw him out at receiver for two years. And exactly. Plays a little QB. <laughs> Can I convince you to be Tom Brady's backup 
for the best coach that ever lived. Right. Uh, I know you don't want to play wide receiver, but we're going to use you in some interesting packages. Yeah. Did you see in the Super Bowl where Tom Brady dropped that pass? Yeah. Lamar Jackson. You would have housed that. that. Think about that being you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just going to run that out there. You're right. Uh, do you want to get some interesting schemes that the Patriots are known to do? Some weird formations? I like that Tom, is, he's, he's already drafted by the Patriots. Yep. At this point. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's also drawing interest from the Saints, oh, I've heard. And, I, and I've got one more team for you, actually. Miami? And it, Miami. And it goes to my point of he'd be the best wide receiver in the draft because who's their quarterback right now? Former Ryan Tannehill. Receiver. Former wide, wide receiver, receiver Ryan convert Tannehill. Ryan yeah. Tannehill, who has been hurt. They're going to need someone to step up in a big way. They did not get Cutler to step up in a big way. Nope. They did not get Matt Moore to step up in a big nope. way. And they can insure their bets with Lamar Jackson back there right now. He's and you got Kenny inex- Stills. You got inexpensive Devontae in the draft. Parker. So he is the pick of the litter. Yeah. As well, far as anyone yeah. who wants to trade up, you can get him. If you make the move, you can get him. You can get him as in terms as of well, yeah. in terms of immediate fantasy impact. If he goes to a team that's going to start him, Tom, you're right. Yeah. My only issue is if he gets taken by the Patriots. If he gets taken by the Saints, like there's no impact there. Yeah. So dynasty leaguers don't. Have your dynasty league draft before the NFL draft because, well, of course. Yeah. like, yeah, of course. What well, happens with Lamar Jackson it, is going to make him very interesting. Yeah, that's only even talking to people who are starting their dynasty league now. Yeah, right. Uh, otherwise, they're only doing rookie drafts. Right. Yeah. So they're sure. definitely going to wait. When would the rookie draft happen then? I would, would it be like right after the draft, well, or would because, you have it in August? Because like you don't have else? a standard redraft, I would say you just do it when everyone else is doing the standard redraft. So around right. preseason okay. time before yeah. the water settles. Okay. But with him. You know, resident yeah. Tyrod Taylor, truth or here. Yeah. Yep. It's the same thing. Tyrod Taylor rushes for an average of like 38 yards a game. That was last year's stat, so I'll look it up for this year and correct myself later on. Right. But that's a passing touchdown. Yeah. So if he throws one and passes for 250 yards, which is meek as a quarterback, yeah. right, that's a streamable starter right there. Because that's Andy that's, Dalton. The oh, only, it's better. The only thing with Jackson is his accuracy. He wasn't really a very accurate passer. So when he goes to a team, he needs like a Cam Newton type of system where like the threat of him running is opens larger up than, passing lanes and yeah. is larger than the threat of him throwing the ball. Yeah. Especially to start because if he ever is able to get the accuracy down to like, you know, he could be like a Deshaun Watson level. Mid slants every super, play. Yeah, superstar. Mid slants. Peel out to the outside. All right. Um, <laughs> one more quarterback we did want to just bring up quickly. Uh, Mason Rudolph from Oklahoma State. Big fan. Yeah, Scott, I know you were a big fan, so I wanted to yeah. make sure we mentioned him. Uh, great college career. He was considered to be up there with Rosen and Darnold going yeah. into this college season. I don't really know what happened, though, because he didn't play that badly. No, he played great. Um, and so I think he could be like a diamond in the rough kind of guy yeah. in this situation because... You know that, like, I think, you know, Rosen, Darnold, who's the tall guy? Josh Allen, um, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. Those five are probably going round one. Yeah. But Mason Rudolph might be a nice consolation prize for a quarterback-hungry team, second, third. Round. I think he's most ready to play in the NFL now. And I was, yeah. I was doing a bit of a deep dive on him. And, uh, you know, he played in, like, a really spread offense in college. But they ran a lot of NFL type routes, like you know, corner dig, like you know, combination routes. Which is a huge routes. consideration that we actually didn't bring up. There's certain schools that play an NFL style offense, right? And that's very like important. Wyoming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, Sorry, I didn't mean to say yeah. Like, I, yeah just, like, I just assumed you were going to say something serious. <laughs> yeah. 
But anyway, so so he, you know, he was able to have pro style type of throws and make those type of throws, even in a spread kind of wild system where he threw the ball a million times. Uh, he got he was one of those guys that got better every single year and um, has the frame, the pocket manipulation, and all that type of stuff that I think he could be like he could be starting week one if yeah. he goes to a QB needy team. I like and, it and do well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, so I'm glad we brought him up. So Scott, let's switch to wide receiver now because your wide re- your plum pick is a wide receiver. Yes, it is. It's it's a bit of a deep dive. It's Dante Pettis. Um, if anybody really watched uh, Washington play th- this year in football, which they may have, because they were you know up there in the in the rankings and they, they had a shot in the past couple of years, but uh, this guy just went nuts. He had nine punt return touchdowns in his career, most ever in the NCAA. He had 15 total touchdowns last year, and he's like one of those guys where like once you see him catch the ball, it's like he's he's like covered in butter, you know, like you can't bring him down. And he's like snaking, and he knows where to cut and how to cut. He's not that sprinter. He's not that you know extreme quickness guy. But at the end of the play, he's standing in the end zone, and you don't really understand why. I think that that kind of hap- that could happen for him in the NFL again if he goes to a good spot. You you, you said all that, and all I'm thinking of is Antonio Brown. You know, my, that's exactly what he's built his career on. My Chris comparison was uh, kind of just being. My comparison was Edelman because okay. Edelman was like a former punt returner like that too. He doesn't yeah. have like that, that like you know, Brown's speed is just like otherworldly. Yeah. You know, he's not like that. Like I said, he's not like that sprinter type of guy. But I think he's going to be tough and he's going to be good and he's going to go late. Okay. Cool. I hey. <laughs> like this is okay so this like, is scott's specialty by the way yeah. when scott talks listen up yeah we were we were tom and i were talking about this before like this is a scott episode yeah. like this like because like with me like i, I love the first round I, right. I love the pageantry of the draft that's probably why i love like award shows too yeah but like like the, these like deeper cut guys like pettis like i don't want to know about them now i want to know about them when they're making noise at training oh yeah see see i'm the complete opposite i like to do the deep dive into the details for me what i've always done fantasy wise and what i contributed to our google doc even though scott had already done it in a different google doc is player comps we don't get into it for a lot of them and that helps me out it's like okay i know this guy is like this guy so how would i feel if this guy went went to this team right and that's how I judge it. Like, right. yeah, will if, his landing spot allow him to be the player you're comparing if, him to? Yeah, what if Legarrette Blunt went here? Yeah, then right. I then that's how I think about it. Okay. Yeah, and I always think back to like I, I remember when I was doing my draft research and for just for like a, a fantasy draft, and I remember looking at the rookies and like really digging through Brandon Cook's like whole college career and like yeah. looking at all his highlights, and I was like wow, this guy's going to be a stud. And once I realized that, I was like, wow, I should be paying attention to these guys a, yeah. a little earlier than everyone I else. I actually went back and watched a film on Brandon Cooks when he went to the Patriots Ooh. because he was used so oddly in New, in New Orleans, like right. he's just a deep ball guy. Yep. So I was like, what else can he do? Because I know the Patriots are everything. so prone to doing Turns this out stuff. it's everything. Yeah. And I just watched him beat up Arizona State. Oh, yeah. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. in the same conference. He just yeah. Yeah. whooped yeah. up. Yeah, he well, was Oregon State. In fairness, yeah. though, yeah. half of his... The highlights were against them. So and if, well, in fairness, though, half of the guys he's playing against in that game didn't even graduate. <laughs> so, you know, like, you got to consider all the factors. Let's keep it rolling with wide receivers. Um, I think Calvin Ridley, he's the national champion. Gonna, I think he's, we got we to we talk about him. Um, he was the consensus number one before this whole, you know, combine and draft processing started. Yeah. And all I've heard about him it has been negative. Like, he's too old. He's not quick enough. He's not yeah. fast enough, whatever. Like, Okay, still had a great college career, and you start hearing people talk about you all that all these different ways. 
kind of chips chipping at away at your shoulder, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, no listen, doubt. he's gonna be he's gonna be a guy who's gonna get drafted in the first round. It's not gonna be a Julio Jones situation where a team is just gonna forfeit their entire draft just to pick him at five. Like, no. I think a team's gonna be able to wait on him if they want to, maybe in that like ten to twenty range. But like they're getting a guy who's shown that he can produce at a high level already. Yep. It's just a matter of how well can he translate all of that into the NFL. But like he could be a wide receiver too, no problem. Well, he could be a wide receiver set. one if he goes to the Cowboys, which is a team that's highly interested yeah. in him. He would only have to steal the attention of Alan Hearns, which right. in a lot of ways, and I would love to see him go to the Cowboys. Is why I want to talk about it for a little bit longer of an exposure. Uh, they're a wide receiver needy team, right? And you see Dak Prescott ignore largely Des Bryant, so yeah. the and relive uh, Cole Beasley. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so let's talk about the upgrade from right. Cole Beasley to Ridley right, right. now. Yeah. And the, and the reason I think that he is a good fit there is because Prescott has shown that he isn't the type of quarterback that's just going to take the snap heave and 50, throw 50 balls. And he 50-50 balls. He wants to throw to a guy who's going to be wide open. And the guy who got wide open throughout college football all year was Ridley. Yeah. And he just burned SEC Secondaries and a team that really didn't even throw that much, yeah, just to really show you and, know this kid can get wide open, yeah. And I mean, like, we just like the the guy on the pedestal is always the easiest guy to aim for because he's above everybody else, right? And I think that's kind of like the case with Calvin Ridley. Like, we get into like NFL draft experts and they do a great job, they certainly watch more film than I do about these guys, but like, I think they can really get into like over analytics and just being like, Biases oh, he's in. like his biceps are. You know, a little flabby on Don, the right it's side. All and it's all about like, the clickbait, Don. Yeah, exactly. When somebody's at the top, they find the reason to try and pull them down. Exactly. What's going to so, happen with Ridley? We is, actually talked about that last year. And that, yeah. like, it is, we're living in this social media world where people are putting, and it's going to happen all throughout free agency, too, yep. or all throughout the offseason. No free question. agents, whatever, workouts, that people are just writing articles because they need to get the, the check in their pocket. Yeah. So it's really easy to pump out an article about how Clinton Aberderis is having. How about camp. how Terrell Pryor is dominating training camp? Yeah, exactly. So it, <laughs> making it, one-handed catches on Josh Norman. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got burned on that pretty bad. Um, let's go to the guy who a lot of people now are saying has replaced Calvin Ridley as the number one receiver in the draft, and that's Christian Kirk from Texas A&M. That's our favorite, right? Texas a and like him been a factory. I think he's cool. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm I mean, time. I wrote about him in our chat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the guy. Yeah. The way that uh, he's built and the way that he's carving out his success it's kind of like the new breed of wide receivers those technicians yep the guys who are running perfectly crisp and they're it's like jujitsu yeah right so they're using body position antonio brown is like Horse a black strength. belt right yep. so like he's using is there his, a level above black belt for antonio brown? <laughs> <laughs> i think you just add stripes yeah oh, okay. yeah so uh he's got a couple yellow stripes yeah yeah so but well, you see that with Antonio Brown. You see that with Tyreek Hill. Those guys play more on the outside, and this guy's going to play on the inside. Player comp that I've seen for him is Randall Cobb. I've seen Golden Tate. Yeah. He's a guy Ooh. who wants to go inside and is not uh, timid about it. Right? right. All right. So when you go inside, you're running those routes. Those are the scary ones. And, the, and he's one of those guys who's like – he looks like he will get – beat up and physically dominated on the NFL level, but he's a lot stronger than you think. Yeah. You know? So he can handle that inside type it's of battle. It's a gritty work. position, yeah. and he's he's totally down for it. I've seen yeah. the interviews where they talk to him about it, all that. So I, I'm into it. I'm, it, I'm yeah. into uh, I'm into Miami Dolphins for him. What do you guys think? That'd be a good spot. I mean, Filling it'd be an awesome Jarvis spot. Role. Yeah. I mean, uh, we were talking about this even. 
Dan, Mr. Old Danny Amendola could teach him a thing or two yeah, before he right. uh, exits the game. And even if he's on the depth chart, right, and Danny Amendola's in front of him, Danny, I mean, he's one concussion away oh, yeah. from, like, basically retirement. Oh, yeah. So you, you get that starter built in. And here's something that I wanted to talk about in terms of fantasy with running backs and wide receivers, the way I've been looking at it. I do not want to draft rookie wide receivers at all. No, they're tough. They yeah. take too long to come on, and everyone drops them. Yep. So you see, like Robbie Anderson, right? Corey Davis was dropped. Didn't come on till like week six. Corey Davis injury still, but dropped. Right. Right. And he's a strong candidate for a good year this year. He's, oh yeah. But everyone drops him because they take a little while to get going. Yep. And in week one, week two, there's so many like tasty ads yeah. mm-hmm. that people are just <laughs> dropping these guys. Running backs, you hold on to them. Oh. Ask the Alvin Kamara owner from last year. Christian right? McCaffrey too. Yeah. So like you hold on to them, you wait for their role to carve out. Wide receivers, such a replaceable position, they get dropped. So I'm done drafting them. Okay, interesting. And I'm ready to pick them up. Okay, okay, always ready. Okay. Um, another guy I wanted to bring up just because um, we t- we brought up his quarterback, James Washington from Oklahoma State. Right. They come out of Oklahoma State in twos. Oh yeah. You know, so if Rudolph is on our radar for quarterbacks, I got to put Washington on our radar for wide receivers. They're coming out in threes this year too. Yeah. Because <laughs> another receiver. There you go. Marcus Aitman too. Is like a bigger body type yeah. of possession guy. But. So certain, certainly names um, that you should be keeping keeping track of. I don't really know anything else about the guy other than he's from Oklahoma State and him and Rudolph were very good together. Yeah, Washington's, so. one, uh, Washington's a burner. Yeah. yeah, he's a burner. He's a good, like, deep route guy. And then the only other receiver I wanted to make sure that, that I brought up is because I taught myself how to pronounce his name and I deserve credit for it. Equinemius Tristan Emotep J. St. Brown from Notre Dame. Now, I'm not just bringing him up because of his name, although if I did just bring him up because of his name, I think I would be fully within my right. Yes. But he had some monsters for Notre Dame. He came directly out of the Key and Peele East-West game. Yes. Uh, He had a really great showing there. But, I mean, the comp for him is Martavis Bryant, right? Which seems a little lackluster if you only started watching football last year and Martavis Bryant (laughs) didn't do anything. But if you've seen Martavis Bryant at his full capability, yeah. that's a that's a high compliment. That's high praise. This no guy can go nuts. It's yeah. one of the guys that I'm really interested in. Once again, regardless of the name, even though the name rocks. Yes. You know, I want him on my team. I want to see how long. I want to see how many. There, there's no way they're gonna fit the name. No. They're, Yahoo <laughs> definitely can. No. Yahoo won't Not get past his. Name. Yahoo won't get past his first middle name. No. No. No way. I mean. We'll see, yeah. right? And that's that's part of the allure. Yep. I want this guy. I think he's really cool. Um, Dynasty, I think he's worth it. It's a guy that, you know, red zone-wise, when you think of guys who just make their hay in the red zone, right. they're always worth it. Yeah. You know, Michael Crabtree, how much do we talk about him on yeah. this podcast? Guys like that, Marvin Jones. Mm-hmm. And these guys are generally you know, undervalued in fantasy. This is a guy that I think could be undervalued for a long time. He he might carve out a rock of fantasy production. I really yeah. think it's I think cool. there's a lot of bigger guys in this in this draft that can find that touchdown kind of role. There's a uh, Auden Tate from Florida State. He's combined to almost score twenty touchdowns over the past two seasons. He's like six five. And they've and had quarterback issues they've had real, all of last year. Last year so. their quarterback situation was a mess. They were down to like their third stringer and, and so he was, he was still, still catching doing touchdowns, that. you know? So he's tough. Uh, Cortland Sutton from SMU. That's your number one. This is the guy who's probably going to be the first receiver taken in this draft, believe it or not. He's a big body dude. He has great hands, and he's like a Marvin Jones, actually, in the in the respect that, like, you know, there's those deep guys. There's that Tyree Kill type of deep guy, and there's that Marvin Jones type of deep guy where you just throw it up to him and have him jump up and grab it and battle the guy. 
and that's Sutton. All right. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like him too. It's, it's going to be yeah. interesting. SMU is such a cool school. I think Dallas might actually look at, at Sutton too. I've seen uh, him compared to uh, Demarius Thomas as well. Yeah. Just a huge dude yep. that when you put the ball in his hands can actually just produce. Yep. Yeah. So like we see that with Demarius Thomas. We always cry about it. Let's throw him some screens. Oh, not anymore. It's going like, to be his time oh, this year, baby. To, oh. Just wait till I deliver the Broncos. <laughs> I mean, I've been team DT forever. Oh, yeah. And oh, it's yeah. coming in a big way this year. I, I think you're right. I'm also, I'm also, spoiler alert, man. we're going to be writing some articles this year. Yes, Let me we put are, this right. out. Yeah. So I'm going to do sort of a love-hate type of relationship one, okay. and I'm going to call it uh, Hills I'm Willing to Die On. Okay. okay, nice, Tom nice. Tom Hillier's Hills I'm Willing to Die On. Okay. And spoiler alert, it's going to be a Bronco on there, nice. the wide receiver position. Yeah. Might be a couple Broncos in there. It's the one that I haven't <laughs> yeah. talked about, actually. Okay. Um, running backs, Saquon Barkley. Do we believe... The the, yes. pro, the picture of him in a Giants uh, giant sweatshirt no. getting his hair <laughs> no. cut. Oh my like I haven't seen the picture, but as a resident Photoshop guy, I'd love to to check my spin on it. Yeah. But Saquon Barkley, man, what a combine one. Oh they should rename God. the event. We knew it. Yeah. We knew it. Like oh we were like I I think I even like I went back and listened to some of our old episodes, not to boost our play counts. I was actually like <laughs> analyzing how I did it, sort of. Um but like I even said, I was like, everybody is about to fall in love with Saquon Barkley at the combine. Not that you know it took a rocket scientist to figure that out, but like we knew in January what was going to happen with this guy. It was just a matter of how far up the draft board he moved. He was hurtling guys in college yeah. so easily that he was landing back on his feet and like and continuing, continuing to run to run. Like yeah. I don't know. He just had such an amazing, uh, amazing season. Backed it up with the combine, and now is this frenzy. I don't think. That he's gonna go in the top, uh, you know, three or four picks. I think the quarterback guys, you know, these teams just drink the Kool Aid on these guys, and eventually, I think that one of them is gonna. The Giants are slow playing it. They're smart. They're waiting for the biggest haul that they can get. They're gonna Forty Niners type thing. I can see the Jets down. blowing it. I can see the Jets blowing it to move up one spot to the Giants, and then the Giants still get. But Saquon the Jets don't even have a lot like, left. Well, the Jets like, traded it with uh, the Colts. Yeah, did indeed. they not? So right, like, they gave they, up a bunch of second yeah. rounders. But you know, the Jets will find a way. Well, they might be banking on one of these teams taking Saquon, and now the writing on the wall is that they're not. So they might yeah. not get their pick of the litter at quarterback, and they may move up yeah. again. I think the Bills are going to try to move up. They paid AJ McCarron backup money. Hmm. Um, yep. So. I mean, I think they're. I think the, Denver is actually a pretty prime uh, place to move up to. Just because, Arizona too. Well, if they move up to get Saquon, it would be a huge deal. Uh, CJ Anderson cut. Yeah, so, pretty crazy. Um, I mean, the disrespect Saquon. I'd love it there. You see, oh, yeah. you see the the relationship. So I actually wanted to bring this up. Even Dalvin Cook last year, horrible I'm combine, so though, for but Dalvin. horrible combine. Yeah. So like, don't let the combine dictate everything. Right. right? So yeah. he went out there, he pooped his pants, and everyone was like, <laughs> wow, he sucks. Yeah. All, he, he, went out all he did was crush it. Yeah. And now he's a second-round pick, only having played like four NFL games in his entire yeah. career. Right. <laughs> Fantasy-wise, <laughs> Fantasy. Tom yeah, Mans, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I you're mean, right. Saquon, so the thing with Saquon is, it's, this is why I also wanted to bring it up, is his combine was amazing. Yep, right. But that doesn't mean he will be amazing. However, I do 
buy in. I think the Browns screwed up majorly. I don't think people usually have a one and a four. And I know they don't usually have a one and a four. Right. So it's almost like a fantasy draft where you're like, you know, I'll take this. I'll take the running back because it's it's, it's it's so so few and far between. (laughs) And then I'll just settle with what's available at four. And I think they really should have done that because instead they have to pay Duke Johnson again to extend him. They yeah. had to sign Carlos Hyde. They didn't have to, but they did yeah. sign Carlos Hyde. So they're paying two guys good money. When they could have paid Barkley. Nothing. You, on a rookie contract, he could do both jobs. Do you think the Browns are maybe just going to auction the fourth pick over to anybody who wants Saquon? Then? They're, it's very possible. Their phone is always... If you called the Browns, it'd, it'd be busy. Yeah. Because yeah. they're selling things like left I, yeah. and right. There's I don't know. no way... They, they have a very... I, there's no yeah. proof of this that what right. I'm about to say, but, but they must have a very intricate like choose your own adventure story, basically, <laughs> right? So like if the, if it all leads if to one in fifteen or two in fourteen, one, you right. don't have to plan it out that far. I mean, yeah. of course you extrapolate the math; it's like a bajillion right. possibilities. Yeah. By the way, like, the Browns probably still don't know who they're taking at one, <laughs> through and one, we're posting this two days before the draft. One through four. Yeah. They got to have it written out. Like, if X happens at one, we, we trade y. here and even you know, all this crazy they stuff. They need to yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. They probably didn't because they're the Browns. Probably cool to be able to be a the Browns. Of. Yeah. They need to hire somebody. But so, like, I, I posted this as a poll on Twitter and it was actually the results I got were extremely interesting. I was like, Saquon gets drafted to the Browns. What round is he going? Like, 70% of people said first round. It's got to be first round. Like, you think he's a first rounder? So wait, oh, you're talking about fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. I was like, of course he's going the. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, fantasy. I was like, I said, I was, I was like, seventy like, percent. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. The the poll was Saquon Barkley goes. Got you. you. know, fourth, first or fourth overall to the Browns. What round of your fantasy draft would you take him in? Seventy five, seventy percent or more. I think it was voted for him in the first round. It depends where you're drafting. I was shocked. Well, I, if there's no one on the board anymore and it's PPR. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think that I, 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 I know like that I'm in a, a standard scoring league, and I already know my pick. It's a 12-man league. I have 11th pick. I'm already eyeing, thinking of him and at that back turn with another running back that I could uh, that we'll get to as Wouldn't, the time yeah. goes. We've talked about the Browns a lot, but I'm not sure it's the best landing spot for him anymore. I don't think it is. Yeah. It's not. It's, it, it's it the just, Browns. It just isn't. It's the freaking Browns. There have been reports that it is, quote, inevitable he will go to the Giants from the organization. Well, right, yeah, and if you, you know. if you just Google <laughs> Saquon Barkley Giants, <laughs> there's a picture of him out there in a Giants sweatshirt. Who knows? Um, Who knows? They need a quarterback. Yep. Yeah. They, so, but they so. won't take one. No. Gettleman was like, oh, like, if we mess up, it's going to mess it up for five years. Well, like, what has Eli done to you to, for the last three years? I think, they'll, I think they'll actually trade down, but we'll see. I think, yeah, yeah, we'll see. see. Let's move uh, I, on. Yeah. yeah. Um, Darius we're, we're Geis. Go, are we going long right now? No, we're, we're okay. Right, oh, nice. Because cool, cool. we have like one or two tight ends to talk about. Oh, I'm going to just not, trash the tight ends. We're not ends. doing that. Um, <laughs> Darius Geis is presumed to be the consolation prize for the running back needy team that doesn't land Saquon. Right. Um, running I like him a lot. In this class that nobody's talking about. Yeah. And he's like a guy, like I see him and he's like, he does everything that Fournette, Zeke, Saquon does. He's just not quite as good, which to me screams by the end of the year he's going to be a running back too. He didn't get the opportunity though for those yeah. guys. You know, Leonard Fournette played on an, an awesome LSU team where guys didn't really play on that great of a team. And 
Geis played behind Leonard Fournette throughout say. his whole career until last season when he really it just exploded onto the scene. I think that that uh, you're 100 percent right though. Like his his value, I think, could easily be an RB two because he's not going to go as that top of the crop running back pick. He's going to go a little a little further back yeah. to a team that might actually be good and might be able to integrate him into a more useful situation. I really like him a lot. Here's an example for fantasy owners, right? So let's say. Uh, the Browns do take Saquon Barkley. We just talked about how it's not the perfect home for him. Right. If he, Geis, goes to you know, some banner team that needs a running back, he is the number one fantasy option at running of back. Of the rookies, yeah. And yeah. with the low hype level, not low, but like the everyone and their mother knows Saquon Barkley, but not everyone knows Geis, right? Right. So he would be my number one fantasy where you option start to at that steal point. Value exactly, kind of and that's and, where you start to take advantage of people. And we mm-hmm. talk about Saquon's combine numbers. Well, Darius Geis had a phenomenal pro day. Yes, at LSU. So, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna give Barkley credit for his combine, and some, you got to give Geis credit for his pro day. How about Geis only running back in the history of the SEC, which is just like running back Bo Jack Central to have two two hundred and fifty plus yard games. I think he had three. Yeah. And he was the only one to have two. Oh, yeah, two two fifty. And if you remember, I think I think Leonard Fournette in LSU was back during college football Fanduel allowed days. Yes, yes, yes. And those it, were good times. You remember the price on him? I mean, he was going nuts. <laughs> yeah. So imagine now you you're getting two hundred fifty yards. And you know? speaking yeah. of which, we're about to bring up two more guys from the SEC who were great last year. Oh man, um, Nick Chubb from Georgia, and also Sony Michelle. I've always been more of an Xbox guy. So I'm going with Chubb <laughs> in terms of who looks best for fantasy. But, you know, Sony Michelle, I mean, like everybody's talking about Michelle actually having the better pro outlook because they're foolishly comparing him to Alvin Kamara. I, well, the reason they are is because he averaged eight yards per carry last year okay. in the SEC, broke off monster gains, caught passes out of the backfield. that's the big one. Shows that, like... You know how Kamara doesn't have that, like, he's not, like, that the fastest guy on the team, but he has that kind of, like, vision and wiggle, and then he just kind of blows And he's through. covered in butter. Michelle, yeah. you know, Michelle kind of has that that characteristic, like, that patience kind of thing. Yeah. But, the you know, what's crazy is Chubb was the perfect complement to Michelle because Chubb is the is not exactly the complete opposite, but he, if, if Michelle is Kamara, then Chubb is Mark Ingram. Yeah, because he's strong and powerful and does the dirty work, Dude, but can good. also catch. catch and can, yeah, I was gonna say. So like it, last year, if you look at his stat line, whatever, he's not catching a lot of passes, but it's because of Michelle, right? Yeah. So it's like he is not incapable of it. No, if so, you saw at the combine the yeah. routes that he was running over the shoulder, coming out of the same backfield. thing with Mark Ingram. So that's a perfect mm-hmm. uh, analogy for. I was thinking about that and how everyone was comparing him to Kamara, and then I was like, oh wow. That's interesting, and then it started me thinking about all right. What about Chubb? Like he actually yeah. is kind of like Ingram. And Chubb had the nasty leg injury. Yeah, so everyone's rooting for him. I yeah. like that. I mean, he bounced back like a stud. Worked for oh, Gurley. Yeah. 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 So and and Gurley's from Georgia. I was gonna say that's These other wheels yeah. turning. Yeah. SEC <laughs> man, they just they just pump yeah. out running backs. Here's another two that I think both are gonna. You know, they might not be the starters on both our teams, but they're both going to get drafted and contribute right away. Yeah, in a weird way, a lot of people are or not in a weird way, but a lot of people are preferring Michelle at the moment. Yeah. But I actually think that because of Chubb's skill set where he can do both and it will be revealed it, that exactly. he might actually be the he's going to be a better value mm-hmm. and he might have a higher output. Yeah. And uh dynasty-wise, d- definitely two guys to keep your eyes on. Oh, oh yeah, agreed. 
How about Ronald Jones from USC? Yeah, you know, so I watched him play, I think, maybe one or two games. And, you know, I, I all I, the only reason I was watching USC was for Sam Darnold to hear about yeah. him. And, and here's, here's this guy from, from USC ripping off six, seven-yard chunks, catching the ball, getting screens, doing everything. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Jamal Charles. Dude, comparison. That's it. Yeah, dude. And and it's not crazy if you've seen him play. It is not crazy. He is good. Like when they when these people write this stuff up, right? When they're giving player comparisons right. that I'm stealing to talk to you about. Yeah. They say Randall Cobb, right? Like it's like uh, you know, he's Randall Cobb. It's yeah. A, <laughs> like he had a good year. They, they right. don't go, uh, he's Jamal Charles. Uh, yeah. Jamal Char- <laughs> highest average yards yeah. per touch in Ever. the history of the NFL. <laughs> yeah. That's his player. You don't out. throw Jamal Charles out lightly. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? You yeah. shouldn't throw Alvin Kamara yeah. out lightly, but I'm. Oh, but they they are. I hate you know that. everyone so is. much. This here. is why at the beginning I said like the running back class seems like it's so deep. You know they, yeah. we're yeah. at like the fifth or sixth running back at this point with Jones, who I think is another stud. I think a comparable guy to him is is Dalvin Cook, who we were talking about earlier, who has that yeah. that kind of burst. Um, and we got but a couple yeah, like him too. We got a couple more guys from the US, from the SEC, Scott, that you wanted to cover. Uh, Carry on Johnson from Auburn, right? Bo Scarborough. Carry on my That's a great team name. Right team there. name <laughs> specials coming soon. That's a, it's a great one. And then we got Bo Scarborough from Alabama, who's just like he's a Legarrette Blunt in waiting. Basically. Yeah, and I think he's he even, literally said he wants to model his career after Legarrette Blunt. Right, and he should. Hopefully I mean, not Legarrette Blunt. PPR, stay away. Yeah. Like, like Garrett Blunt's had a standard. Career. He's no. basically saying, like, don't pass me the ball. But the thing is, <laughs> with him it's on a pitch. is that I think that he can get into a situation where he stays on the field because he's like having another lineman in the backfield. Like he's so big well, and he's so strong that he can pass block. So maybe maybe huge, he catches a couple dump downs, but he stays on the field a lot. A which huge is point. A huge point. Because a lot of the time these guys in the uh in the college, they they're scramblers. They're fast. They're this, yeah. that, the other thing. But what they can't do is pass block. Yeah, and that keeps them off the field. Mm-hmm. So the guys that can block are worth their weight in gold. Yeah, and that was why the rumblings about uh, <laughs> I almost said Spencer Ware. The rumblings <laughs> about Kareem Hunt taking over Spencer Ware. Right. We're there because right. in a preseason game, he threw a, blo- a pass block and knocked out two guys at once. Right, <laughs> and then Pretty everyone cool. was like, "Wow, this guy's good. Uh, he's going to be on the field." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's really important. Like like we've been saying, it's really important. So these big guys, that's how they're going to stay on. It's it's been like well documented that Scarborough is like basically a mauler out of the backfield on these DNs and Derrick Henry. You know what what quarterback what quarterback doesn't like that? Yeah, <laughs> so that could keep him out on the field. Yep. Um, any more running backs you wanted to bring up, Scotty? Or, or did um, get Rashad Penny from okay. uh, San Diego State. He ran for 2,200 yards last year. Just that's a, a lot. Just a couple. Yeah, just that's that's not bad. And uh, he, he's like one of those guys who's like a, a do-it-all. Yeah. He's, like he's player, not a nickel or dimer. His, his player comp was, uh, to me, was DeMarco Murray. So, like, oh. interesting that he's like a sleeper, but he does everything well kind of thing. Runs yeah. pretty fast, not a burner, but does everything well and could be really interesting. All right. Uh, tight ends. I got one guy, Mike Jasicki from Penn State. He had a what about Troy Fumagalli? Huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the mozzarella is a little cold. Put it back in the warmers. Scott finished watching The Sopranos recently. That was his no. I'm still getting homework. through it. Oh, but it okay. is. Yeah. It is awesome. Tony. Anyway, I'll throw something out there about tight ends. Let's and, uh, I'm the resident tight end deep diver. 
I will definitely tell you that these guys are very, very, very likely to make no impact whatsoever. Absolutely yeah. useless. Um, in the past 25 years, there have only been two tight ends in their rookie season to get 100 targets. Evan Ingram last wow. year. Awesome. Love him. And you cool. saw how Evan Ingram had to get that. Like, <laughs> everyone around him People just had to die. Died. Yeah. People, people lost their lives. Uh, A lot of good men left on that targets. field. <laughs> And Jeremy Shockey in I'll also look it up. the Giants. I have Kerry it written Collins. in the doc. What what year was it? Two thousand eight or something. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yep. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah. Just brutal. So just brutal. let me tell you this: if you think any of these guys are twenty five years of statistical data better, let me know. Let me know because <laughs> I'd love to hear it. But they're just not. Um, Evan Ingram broke into it based on all that. Even OJ Howard bumped his stats up because of, you know, just he had a couple fluky big games, but he wasn't covered. Like yeah. anyone, we talked about covered. that a hundred times. He would have a huge game, and we would do the waiver wire episode and say, "Don't add him." Yeah, because the next week he'd go bagel. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not going to happen for these guys. Maybe dynasty, whatever. Yeah. But I also don't think harboring tight ends is the, is the strategy. No. We're no, going to no. talk about rotating that position out like crazy this year. Yeah. It's, it's a recipe for success. So some of these guys are cool. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm interested in. I got I got one one scenario for you that's interesting. Mark Andrews from Oklahoma was a stud, and Baker's like go to like clutch red zone third down. I see where you're going. Team with this. that drafts Baker, you can get Mark Andrews whenever you want. Double down, tutty buddy them from the draft. And the Jets just let ASJ go. I was just going to say. <laughs> the Jets if, just I, let ASJ lock go. Lock it up. Oh, God. Here we go. Another here it year. Is. Another Giddy year up. as a Jets fan, man. All aboard. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, I, I think that's going to do it. We were going to talk about you know, the teams that need you know, certain positions. We but can I rattle it off yeah. real quick. Quarterback, you know the Browns are probably going to take one. I bet the Giants take one, but it's probably going to be a late-round guy. Uh, the Patriots are looking for Brady's there. The Saints are looking for Breeze's there. Johnny Manziel. I think if both of those teams... I think the Patriots I'm calling my shot. Yeah. I'm calling um, my shot that Johnny Manziel is going to be a Saint. Johnny to the Saints. He was seen gallivanting with uh, Sean oh, Payton. And, you know, that's just enough for me. I like yeah. that. Okay. Um, I like that. The Broncos, like <laughs> okay, Don says. Yeah, <laughs> they got right, move on. The Broncos got Case Keenum. He's a band aid. He's not a tattoo. Can we finally say that the Bengals need a quarterback? No. Or are we just gonna keep beating this Andy Dalton? Absolutely not. Still, if you bring I, it up again, I'm muting I'm you. I'm going to start Andy Dalton again this year. <laughs> Me too. Get you another negative three. Uh, yeah. Andy Dalton, the ultimate two quarterback league third quarterback. I go. Um, I go back to him. I'm going. I'm like we threw out the Dolphins. I think Tan. Like I think Tannehill's got one of those deals where it's like. They could cut him and be okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I like them to kind of maybe try to look to get a quarterback, maybe towards like the back Lamar end of the first round. <laughs> yeah, Cardinals. Sammy Sleeves is not a savior. Like I just he like is Case maybe Keenum. for like a week. Yeah, that's the problem. Is the health um, and yeah. like what happens after that. So you can't rely on him long term. Yeah, they're just trying to sneak out I one think year with dangerous. a serviceable quarterback and Larry Fitzgerald yeah. still on the roster. I think it's dangerous to even draft like a developmental quarterback with. Bradford, yeah, because you might have to rush him in, yeah, too fast. So exactly, it'll be interesting to see if they go quarterback. Yeah, uh, running back Browns. Although Hyde may have taken them out of the Barkley sweepstakes, the Giants. We all see them. I think I'll I'll chime in and be the third voice. I think they're trading down too. I yeah. also um, think that uh, 
the Panthers are in the running back market after yes. letting yes. go of Jonathan Stewart. The Broncos are it, in the running back market. The Broncos are well in it. But it doesn't make me sad about Christian McCaffrey either. He did fine with Jonathan Stewart there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, hey, if they had Bo Scarborough. Oh, yeah. right. Um, the playbook, man. I think you know the the expansion of McCaffrey too. Is How about the Bucks? I think you could play fine. both Scarborough and Christian McCaffrey in the backfield at the same time. Mm-hmm. Love it with and, Cam. Yeah, and have Let's a eat. have a rowdy outing. <laughs> How about the Bucks? How about the Bucks? They're my landing running? spot for Darius Geis. They like really might luck out and get Saquon Barkley. They might because yeah. of all the if quarterback team need, right. quarterback needy teams in the front um, of the draft. The yeah. Raiders beast mode is now beast um, old. And they signed the muscle hamster, who's now the muscle crampster. I gotta say, I think they're gonna suck. They're, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's um, gonna be tough for them to be. I was gonna, say, I was gonna say the lines, but we, I was just handed a late breaking news report from Tom before well, not, we started. I mean, it already got like Garrett Blunt, yeah. um, so <laughs> they're out. Blunt and that doesn't necessarily take you out of the running as for a running yeah. back need either. He's probably yeah. signed another. Like Garrett Blunt doesn't. He doesn't. Um, uh, he doesn't. Demand a push notification when he gets signed. <laughs> um, and then I also had the Lions. Or no, sorry, the, not the Lions. We just spoke. Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. They um, And the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> but did we talk about the Lions? Seattle um, hasn't had a good running back ever. Well, Seattle Marshawn, needs a new but, like, running back, since, a new receiver, a new tight end. Well, <laughs> we're going to get to that in a second. A new cornerback. Yeah. Linebackers. Yeah. Uh, for wide receivers. I think Russell Wilson's going to exercise his Yankees option soon. <laughs> he might. Um, they for, need him. For wide receivers, I got the Panthers, and in my notes, I just said, "Get Cam some help, for Christ's sake." Um, well, we got uh, Olsen coming back, Olsen's which and they got Tory Smith help. too. We were talking. I, you gotta. And I think in I, this draft, you gotta set a round meter for Olsen. Yeah. If he falls to you at a certain round, you gotta take. I him. think you gotta take yeah. him. We'll start right. narrowing that in at the at the mock, but don't sleep on Funches either. I still um, Funches. Yeah. Dallas. We talked about them oh, with Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Seattle. I think um, Washington is still very much in the market. Well, here's a couple for, things. A if receiver. I can uh, just jump in, Washington totally. Yeah. I agree. I think all their young guys really haven't proved the product. No. Nah. So I go out and get one. Yeah. It's yeah. Up, if, if, if it's me, that's what I would do. Yeah. But I think Funches is an awesome option this year. Yeah. Just to spoiler alert that, and I think he's an awesome dynasty option. He's very very young. Mm-hmm. He's younger than I think some of the guys who are about to get drafted. Still, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, like there's that. some really young guys. So is Michael Thomas. Yeah. There's some the like, way. yeah, okay, Michael Thomas. I'm trying to. I have the 101 in a startup dynasty. Yeah, I'm trying to move back to build it around Michael Thomas. I don't blame yeah. you. He's amazing. <laughs> I'm literally trying to move back big time, get Michael yeah. Thomas, and just set up shop. <laughs> just let it ride. Um, <laughs> the Packers. They let Jordy go. They need a receiver. Um, they need they let Jeff Janis go. There's that guy, be, Trevor Davis, is going to get cut. There will be a third wide receiver this year on the Packers that is going to be worth something. Jimmy so Graham. It's, it's Well, yes, but also just the other guy who's yeah. going to be on the field. Yep. Aaron Rodgers just throws the ball so effectively and so efficiently. It's like we're going to have to monitor that in training camp, and it's so worth the 15th round. Um, oh, man. Last, so worth it. Last up for the wide receivers. I had the Ravens on my list, but that was I made the list before they – Signed Willie Sneed to a tender. Yep. So do you, if they end up keeping Sneed, and it looks like they're gonna, because I don't think the Saints are gonna they're match. Good. They're not. Do you think, I don't think they'll yeah. go there because they have Crabtree, Sneed, and John Brown. They already well, made hey, three moves. Let's, uh, but no, no. let's mums the word on that and wait for the uh, free agent episode coming yeah. soon. Um, Never mind, that didn't happen. And for tight end Seattle, which my side note, I think the Seahawks are gonna be terrible this year. Yeah, like Tom, you got the Raiders. <laughs> like I think the Seahawks are gonna stink. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's that division possible. is now the Rams. Yeah. They got 
And and Jimmy G. And Jimmy God. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I love him, sure. He's he's very endearing. Yeah. But uh we'll see. Yeah. I mean, anyone can not anyone, but it's been done before where someone strings a few good games together. I mean, he took them for all they're worth, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see if it pans out. Yeah. But I think uh Goff and the boys. Yeah. Uh gonna have that thing on lock with that new and improved defense. Yeah. Also a uh free agency episode. Oh yeah. Big Coming time. soon. So uh, we're checking in. We wanted to give you some rookies to watch to see where they land in the draft. We are going to be going back and talking about all of these guys' landing spots in the rookie preview episode, which we typically did. I think last year we did it in July or we'll, we'll August. We'll see where they land, and we'll, um, we'll right. pump it out accordingly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so you'll be there for that. Like we said, we are doing a free agency special, which will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but we're back. Like Tom said, we're back to once a week. We will be here to get you ready for the uh, – the fantasy football season coming up, you're going to be like the friend who wakes up at 4 a.m. and goes for a three-mile run uh, of your fantasy league because you're going to be that prepared. That's right. And we're, our plan is to help you guys get there. Uh, so it's great to be back. You normally do like two miles, though, right, Tom? Well, fasted cardio, cutting season, baby. Right. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but it's also podcast season because the Ruts boys are back. We will see everybody next week. The boys until are then, Keep scoring. Don't disrespect Bruce like that. <laughs> it's not Bruce. <laughs>